Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Ann and Amy. It's no secret, the best stories have always been shared around the campfire. We'll have a conversation with our guests, campfire style, leaving you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. So grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and we'll stoke the fire. Hey friends, welcome back around the campfire with Amy and Anne. I'm Anne. And I'm Amy. And this episode is a part of our new series called Healthy Body, Mind, and Spaces. And our guest today, Allie, is going to talk with us about healthy bodies. Now, I found Allie on Instagram whenever I was going through my own health journey. And so you can hear a little bit more about that if you want to back in season one on episode seven. Otherwise, Allie, we're going to hear a little bit about your story today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Amy and Anna. Well, I'm just floored to be here. We're so excited to have you. So I know that you have this amazing place called the Bone Broth Bar in Tulsa and that you specialize in serving bone broth. But I know we want to talk more about that, but let's go all the way back to the origin story of Allie and bone broth. So if I understand correctly, you were having quite a few symptoms of sickness. Yes. Yeah. The origin story. I like that. (laughs) Yes. I, um, I was going through a whole host of health maladies of, it was about a seven year long saga for me. Looking back now, I can see I had gut issues my whole life, but they were just pretty latent. Like I had eczema as a kid. I, it flared up again in junior high. I was always fatigued, even though I was an athlete and I performed well, um, I was injured all the time and always tired. And I I just thought that's just, well, that's just the way life is for some of us, you know? Um, And then uh, I did play college golf and had a lot of gut issues there, which could have been dealing with anxiety of just that stressful circumstances and things like that. But then after college, I had shoulder surgery, um, probably because of golf injuries. And after shoulder surgery, uh, the, I hit rock bottom with my gut. Things just started snowballing. Uh, that's where I would start the chronicles of Allie's gut health saga was around that time, about 2007 or so is when and I so had how, how old were you? Um, so I was, it was actually 2010 when I had my surgeries. I, I misspoke there. So let's see, I would have been 25 years old. Okay. When it started. And so how did you come to identify all of those seemingly independent symptoms into gut health? That's a great question. It actually took me a long time to put two and two and 27 and 48,000 together. (laughs) Um, Probably over a few years, which my symptoms, the first alarming ones were in the gut. And so I uh, had shoulder surgery. um, And then a couple of weeks later, I had a sinus infection and went went to the doctor and got antibiotics for it. Of course, is I didn't know that that probably wouldn't have been the best route now. But um, then a couple of weeks later, I started developing severe pain in my stomach, upper stomach, right below the ribs, started hurting all the time. And that pain turned to nausea over the course of a year. That nausea turned to vomiting. I started vomiting everything that I ate. Um, I was experiencing severe fatigue. Every I was a teacher at the time. And when we were on summer break, I would basically sleep 20 hours a day. Um, wow. When I was in school, I would come home from 
teaching and coaching and whatever it was I was doing at the time, the minute I got home, I would fall asleep until the next morning. Like I was so exhausted. And for a 25 year old, that's a little bit, that's yeah, not the, not the, not the norm. Right? <laughs> not at all. And so Yeah. So then my hormones started getting off. I lost my cycle. Um, I was cold all the time. Um, I started developing blood sugar issues where every hour to two hours, if I wasn't eating immediately, I would have a panic attack and so many other things, anemia, I had low blood pressure. Every time I stood up, I would almost faint. And so this was, I dealt developing these, not all of these symptoms were all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, the pain in my stomach was pretty much throughout the whole course, but everything else was kind of like, I'd pop up here and there. Um, my limbs would go numb below 70 degrees. Like it was just weird stuff. <laughs> and I, I, I would think that'd be really difficult to put all of those things back to gut health until when I started fixing my gut, all of those symptoms started going away. Um, and then I realized, oh, and I started doing more and more reading and all of those, even brain fog and hormone issues and skin issues and things that could not be farther away from the gut can mm -hmm. be caused by problems in the gut, which is really interesting. So interesting. Very. So how, what led you to food to heal your body? Because I mean, I think in 2023, that's kind of a known factor, but when you were doing that, that was not. So how did you come to that? Yeah. So I, I started with the traditional medicinal route, went to the doctor, went to lots of doctors mm. And uh, most of them did what, sadly, it seems happens a lot to women. They looked at me, they did my labs and they said, well, you look normal. Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Could I, can I put you on the pill? You know, mm -hmm. all, I, I, and now, now in, given my career path now, I hear countless women who get treated the exact same way. The first doctor that I went to, I was actually, I was 24 years old. I was having heart palpitations and severe muscle cramping and severe headaches and just debil debilitating all of a sudden. And I went to this doctor and she told me legit, it's part of getting older. And then later oh, I realized that it was a goodness. symptom of the form of hormonal birth control that I was on. And so I did a hormonal birth control. And then later I found out that that specific brand was having their, there were PSAs on the news was causing strokes in women. Oh, that's, that's a huge sidetrack, another story, but that was kind of the first glimpse behind the curtain for me that maybe the medicinal route isn't the traditional standard care is maybe I should think for myself too. And so, mm -hmm, yes. uh, and so if I, if, if a couple, maybe a, two years later, when I started going to these doctors for stomach symptoms and I did all the tests, they went down me, they went up me, they went all around, they, <laughs> they took samples, they did all the things. And the only thing that they could diagnose me with was inflammation. And there was gut inflammation and they couldn't, uh, otherwise like, you look fine. Are you stressed? <laughs> Things okay at home? Mm. <laughs> and they, uh, many almost all of them tried to give me some kind of antidepressant or anti-anxiety. I'm like, listen, yeah, I'm sad because I'm yakking all the time. <laughs> yes, Would you yes. be sad too? Yes. Came back up 30 minutes later. 
How patronizing too, just to, to look for help and just find like the pat answer. Right. Over and over. It sounds like. Yeah. Over and over again. So I started uh, looking into diet and uh, I went with the, the first thing that I could find. And I, and I had a couple of really good physicians helping me out. One was a chiropractic physician. I had an acupuncturist who was helping me actually multiple chiropractic physicians and PT and things like lots of great physicians and a naturopathic physician, a holistic doctor. And so I had a whole team at various parts throughout the journey. Um, so I'm not poo-pooing doctors, doctors, right. are great. find a good one who will listen to you, who will actually try to figure out what's going on instead of just looking at the first drug that they can shove to you. So started looking at the diet, did gluten and dairy free, um, which just blew me away in 2010, you know, like why yes. would we do this? <laughs> why? And it, so hard. You couldn't find any gluten-free things anywhere back then. And, uh, and so I started doing that. I started tracking what foods I noticed an immediate bodily response to. And that's the first thing I can do. And so the first thing that I eliminated was artificial sugar sweeteners, which as a girl coming out of, as a nineties kid, <laughs> everything to stay slim. I threw out all artificial sweeteners and boom, notice a big jump in how I felt. I'm like, well, that's interesting. And so gluten and dairy free, and then started looking into other diets when I still wasn't better. Um, and I went, uh, to an anti-inflammatory diet, which is also removing most, uh, grains and getting more into whole foods. I started learning how to cook because I'd never known how to cook other than opening up a box <laughs> and doing <laughs> box told you to do with the helper or cereal or whatever. And so I learned how to cook. And then I worked with a naturopath at one point and she turned me on to the eat right for your blood type diet. And I did that and noticed some big results on with that one. Each diet, it seemed like I'd get this jump where I would feel better. Um, and so I started eliminating, 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 eliminating where I was down to eating just a few meats, a few veggies and water. <laughs> and that's rough. I was scared out of my mind because if mm. I ate a single thing that wasn't safe, I'd be on the, over the toilet. Oh. And, and so like, that's part of my story. Like, and I'm glad I did that because I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about diet and I learned a lot about my particularities, but at the same time, like I was living in such fear because I wasn't healed. Mm -hmm. And then I was listening to a podcast um, that I started listening to religiously because they bring people on who had stories like me um, and they offered tips and solutions. I called them my paleo friends. And then I was on the paleo diet. It was actually called the Balance Bites podcast. And it was two gals who would sit and chat and they have <laughs> people that, you know, experts on there. And one expert talked about bone broth. And I'm like, Huh. And this person said that bone broth could heal the gut. And so I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. You mean there's a food out there that not just won't hurt me, but could actually heal me? And oh my gosh, I got to try this thing, right? I'd never heard of it before. Of course, I've heard of soup, you know, but right. I 
ever tried to make my own, you know, because why would you do that when you can go to the grocery store and get a box of it, you know? And because at, at that point, like I was, I thought all food was evil. It's just mm. some foods were more evil than others. It was the, my, my dream at that point in my existence was to somehow get put into a medical induced coma and let my body heal because I knew that food was just hurting me and hurting me and hurting me. And I couldn't take any big steps forward and let my body heal. And so that this idea of broth being healing, like maybe that is because I can't really put myself into a medically induced coma. Maybe that (laughs) my, my bowels some rest, you know, that would give my gut some rest. And so I went to the farmer's market one Saturday morning, the Broken Arrow Farmer's Market right outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I uh, saw some farmers that did good things with their animals. I'm like, do you have a whole chicken? <laughs> and so I bought a whole chicken. I roasted the chicken. I ate the chicken and then made my first pot of bone broth. And so I started doing that every week and started feeling better and started feeling better and started feeling better. And then I started looking into more ancestral healing foods because I learned that there's this thing out there that there are some foods that can heal you. And so I started looking at others. I started cooking these uh, and making and preparing these healing foods from fermented foods to organ meats and started flooding my body with healing foods. And, and that's when the magic started happening. Um, I, I started feeling not just better, but better than I ever had. And there were a few things that I had done also, in the meantime, I had had a tongue tie surgery um, where I I had my tongue tie revised um, and did a lot of my fascial work, a lot of cranial nerve reintegration work. So a lot of work to get my whole body actually doing the first digestive process, which is chewing and swallowing correct, uh, mm-hmm. because I following a ton of air. So that was part of my problem as well. And so that played a huge part of it. Um, the naturopath that I was working with also got me started on some herbal adaptogens that you can just buy at sprouts and things like ashwagandha and things like that, that just helping the body get into a state where it can heal. And then of course doing bone broth. And I was drinking probably four or five cups a day. I would drink one in the morning, uh, before lunch, and as an afternoon snack, and then before dinner, um, I never did. A st- I always get this question, so I'm just going to go ahead and answer it. I, go for I, it. <laughs> I never did a straight bone broth fast. I had been dealing with such hypoglycemia at one point where it was too scary for me emotionally to fast. And mm-hmm. so, but I, I did add uh, a lot of, a lot of broth throughout the day and then still ate as much nutritionally dense foods as I could get in. So I'd eat organ meats almost every single day. I would just grill up a liver. <laughs> yeah. And wait, is that as bad as we might think it is? Um, it's, uh, it depends on your mindset, you know, like I, uh, <laughs> good answer. Trying- ourselves into about anything. So I would grill it with a bunch of herbs and then I would basically slather it with sweet potato. <laughs> Almost like I, but like a liver and uh, I could get it down. <laughs> mm. Okay. So while you're going through this, what is your family? What are your family and friends saying? Do they think you're crazy? Do they support you? What was your, your community saying? That that's a great question. There are a lot of different things. Um, my 
immediate family at the time thought I was a little crazy. Um, there was a lot of pushback. Um, and I, I take that as when people push back, it's because they don't want to feel like they are doing something wrong. And so like for me, this was not the way that I was raised. And so some people could take it as, well, I thought I raised you just fine. You know, like our whole family's been doing this forever. <laughs> and so, but then once they realize that, no, this isn't about you. This is about what my body needs right now. And this is about giving it what it needs right now. And then when they, when people started seeing that I was feeling better, uh, made a huge shift for them. Um, I still get a lot of pushback when I, when I'm out and about, or when I see people, as, uh, um, especially when, you know, organic just means that it was grown in the earth. Right. You know, <laughs> like, um, or like that, like, um, which for me now I'm a lot more relaxed because I have healed my gut. Um, going to somebody's house and eating whatever it is they eat isn't going to affect me. But there were years where I would go to somebody's house and I would bring my own food or I would even go to a restaurant <laughs> and I would bring my own food. Mm. Which now looking back, I'm like I, I was I was very sick at the right. time. And right. I still wanted to be around people. And it was so hard for me to do that and so embarrassing. And I just had to get my gumption up, like, you know what, this restaurant food is going to hurt me. I'm not going to enjoy my time. So my husband will order a meal big enough for both of us. And I feel like I did my part. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so there's been now every, my, I would say family and friends, they know I'm crazy, but they accept it and it's fine. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) There's something to the madness and it's not for everybody. And I'm really thankful that not everybody had the extreme rock bottom that I had that yes. necessitated the, the drastic changes that I made. Mm-hmm. So your story, I know that it's not, I mean, I feel like it's more common these days to hear I'm this more, more story. Common. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if one of our listeners is like, oh my word, this is me. I have half of those symptoms. I have some of those symptoms. I have all those symptoms. Where does one even begin to start? That That is the million dollar question. So, and what I have focused my, at least my Instagram uh, presence, my focus is on where can you get the most bang for your buck? Because not everyone can do what I did. I did mm-hmm. this before kids. And so like now, if I can't even wrap my mind around if I were to having, if I had to make all these changes while also feeding eight other people, yes, right. <laughs> you know, and so, oh, and making how many, like at that time I was making two different meals, one for my husband and one for me, you know, like I couldn't imagine doing it for everybody and trying mm. to get them bored, you know, so there's so much grace for people who are doing this wherever you are in your life. So the, the one, if I could give people one tip where you can get the most bang for your buck is to eliminate seed oils. Now seed oil, it's, it's the hardest thing for your buck, but it is, if it's one thing (laughs) it's to eliminate seed oils. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say gluten-free. I wouldn't say dairy-free. I would say eliminate seed oils. So let's talk seed oils. Like give us examples. Okay. So examples of seed oils are like vegetable oil, canola oil, grape seed oil, rape seed oil, basically cotton seed oil, soybean oil. uh, I'm trying to think of the major ones. Basically every 
oil that's in a product that isn't avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil, or animal fats. So we should, so, be, we should be cooking with those things. So throw out the canola oil. Right, right. And so the, and it's the simplest thing to wrap your mind around. The, I think the hardest thing to do. Because is it it's hiding. A, is that what the deal is? It's hiding in so much food. Every processed food has these toxic, inflammatory, damaging oils in them. And and that's even gluten free. It's at most restaurants. And that this was the one of the last things that I realized. And probably <laughs> if I would have realized this at the beginning, my healing would have been like two months instead of seven years. And so <laughs> I was so frustrated for so long because I would go to a restaurant, I'd order, let's say, a chicken breast and veggies, and I'd be so sick, you know? And it's because they restaurants, most restaurants cook, sorry, I've got a cat. Most restaurants cook things in these toxic oils. And oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and almost all, even gluten-free products are made with these toxic oils. And most non-dairy uh, dairy substitutes have these oils in them. It's everywhere. They are ubiquitous and they are ubiquitous even in the health world, which is why I think that so many people are stuck and they're like, why can't I lose those five pounds? Or why can't I get better? I'm doing everything right. And you are, except <laughs> these things are hidden and they're given different names. Mm -hmm. And so it may not even say vegetable oil. It may be some kind of elusive name that's meant to even hide from people who know these things are toxic. And so that would be the one thing, which, which is hard, is the one thing would basically mean you'd have to cut out all processed foods, uh, which mm -hmm. is so hard to do. Mm -hmm. So what With our busy I, lifestyles, it sure is. It's, it's such a crazy lifestyle change. And so like, it's, it's not easy. And so what, and so the way that I like to present it is that let's say, let's say you have this, um, let's, let's just use it as a, uh, you, you've got a water can, uh, let's say one of those Gatorade cans on the side of the football field, right. Yep. Or, you know, or a coffee dispenser or a broth dispenser up here at my place <laughs> and, and it has a, has a spout at the bottom of it. And, and you fill it, but you your body is constantly getting filled with toxins throughout the day, right? And your liver is the spout at the bottom, getting those toxins out of your body. And your liver can only work so hard. It can only get so much stuff out. And each of us is different in how much our liver can function. And I could go into that on what, uh, what I've learned genetically about that because mine, I have to have certain supplements to help my liver because my liver isn't great, which is probably why I hit rock bottom so fast after a surgery. Anyway, so you, but as you're filling up this toxin load, if you're filling it up faster than your body can get rid of it, at some point when it hits a threshold, it's going to flow over and that mm -hmm. overflow is symptoms. Mm. And so symptoms could be different, but it could, it, it could be the same problem. There, there are too many toxins uh, for your body to get rid of and it can't get them out of the way. And this is why some people can eat all the junk 
and they're fine. This is why all our grandparents smoked and drank and lived till they were a hundred, you know, or whatever. And it's because for some, we are flooded with so many more toxins, whether those toxins are in the air from pollution, in the water from pollution, or from these seed oils, for example, or if you have a food allergy that you don't even know about, um, or stress, like emotional stress, or lack of sleep, all these things build up And when you hit that threshold, you start to see symptoms. For some people, those symptoms are gut pain. For some people, those symptoms are headaches. For some people, those symptoms are skin rash. You know, for some people, those symptoms are hormone imbalance. For some people, those symptoms are five pounds around the waist. And so it's the symptoms can help tell you what's going on, but not always. And so that's why the, the, the point of this is the more you can reduce that toxic load, the better off you'll be. And it's not a matter of being perfect. It's a matter of just lowering it so you're below that threshold. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to discover for yourself what that threshold is, it seems. Every person's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so by some people, like for me, when I got rid of the artificial sweetener, I saw improvement because it lowered that toxic level a little bit. When I would do one thing, I would see a little bit of improvement and lower that toxic level a little bit. And so I think for each of us, like it's figuring out what things my body, what things stress my body out uh, personally. Um, like, as, for example, some people get really stressed out by intense exercise. I'm one of those people. <laughs> Even though I be one athlete, like, yes. I, I've learned that high intensity, stressful exercise is stressed in my body. And mm-hmm. I function best when I go for a walk for exercise and not go try to crush it at the gym. Other <laughs> people thrive on crushing it at the gym. I wanted just to add that I so appreciate your perspective about how individual this is, because I'm probably like a lot of women who have tried this and that, or you compare yourselves even to people in your own family. And you're like, how can they eat like this? And they are a stick person. And I eat like one ounce off of what should be, you know, a healthy diet. And I gained 10 pounds. Like, I think that the diet culture, diet industry has fed us such a line that this one thing is going to solve all the things for everybody. And it really is. We are each created as individuals and our bodies act differently. So I so appreciate what you're saying about that toxic load and how people handle different levels in different ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not just different people, but at different stages, you handle things differently, Mm. different. And as women at different times of the month, we handle things differently. Like at me right now versus me a year ago, a totally different person. And I can do things right now that I couldn't do a year ago, or I can do things without symptoms, let's say. Um, And if I go through a particularly stressful time in my life, like I hone back because I'm near that threshold with emotional stress. And so it is. And so that's when I have to like, okay, I'm dealing, I'm up here. (laughs) I'm near that line. (laughs) We just... We all just need to learn our bodies basically yes. and not compare our bodies to everyone else's body. <laughs> right. And and so I, I feel like it's using other people to learn from because we can always be learning from other people, but yet not to compare to. And so I mm-hmm. think that that can be a huge 
uh, part uh, because we have we have no idea. And, and usually, especially in our culture, what we see on social media is not a healthy person. Mm-hmm. It's someone who didn't eat real food for three days in prep for that photo shoot. You know, <laughs> right. like they're not healthy or like mm-hmm. me, like I by our culture looked amazing back when I was sick. I was not healthy. I looked the quote, great unquote. Mm-hmm. And I was running at the time. Like I looked lean. I looked muscular, like, I, but I was throwing up every single meal, oh. not intentionally, you know? Right. And so it's like, and then for me coming out of that, still having that imprint in my mind on and what I should and could look like and comparing my current self to that really sick alley, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like look how she looked in a bathing suit, you know? And so it's <laughs> so even comparing ourselves to our younger selves or to, you know, other people. Uh, and I, I feel like there's just so much grace in where am I right now? What do I need right now? What will support my body so that I can be my best right now? And my best right now might be 80% because I lost three hours of sleep last night due to a little one <laughs> on my lap right now. You know? <laughs> right, right. So Allie, I just love all the, um, that you're, you're so expert at this. Like, I just love your passion and how you are really seem passionate about educating. And I'm wondering, is that something that sparked the idea for Bone Broth Bar or what did spark that idea? Oh, great question. So I, I'm a teacher by nature. I was, I was an actual teacher by trade for a while. Um, I taught junior high and high school English and then had to stop because I was so sick. So I would love to get back to teaching eventually. But when I started my, after I healed my gut, see 2017, I was felt amazing. I'm like, I have to shout this from the rooftops, you know, like this is incredible um, because I felt better than I had my entire life. Um, I started an Instagram account just so that I could share this message of gut health and shared recipes because I learned and wanted to share that you can do this. And it's actually cheaper to do this. People think that eating healthy is expensive and it doesn't have to be like, here's how to do it cheaply. Here's how to make a meal in five minutes, you know, because we all want fast. We want cheap and we want good and we want it to taste good. And I'm like, yes, I learned that. So I started sharing these recipes and I shared about bone broth. I'm like, this is the recipe. This is what you need. Everyone needs to be drinking this. And here's why. And and shared that on my Instagram. And then I got so many people uh, who said, Allie, I don't have time for that. Uh, Or Allie, I don't want to touch chicken bones or, you know, like (laughs) I've tried it and it tastes gross. Can you just make it for me? And then a light bulb went off in my head that we need someone to do this because not everybody can make it for themselves. Not every, you know, for various reasons. Right. But the bone broth at the store is either gross or it is worse for you than drinking nothing uh, because it's filled with either oils, um, seed mm-hmm. oils or sugar or um, uh, preservatives and uh, chemical, things like that, or super, the real bone broth at the store is super expensive. And so I l- looked into and did research on and uh, became the first broth lady in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> I love <laughs> and, it. And started my business, Allie Made Broth, 
started and started making it out of commercial kitchen and selling it first by the cup and then by the pint and then by the quart. And uh, during COVID, my business really took off because people started becoming aware of bone broth. And I think people started becoming aware of, not aware, but so people started valuing local and started valuing local farms and local mm-hmm. foods and healing the body with traditional uh ancient and holistic means. And so I was just selling broth from my website and at farmer's markets. Uh, people would come to my door to pick up their orders. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was uh, uh, just the only way that I could find to do it and still be raising my kids. Then in, uh, and the business was growing and growing. And then in 2021, uh, we acquired or started renting the space that is now the bone broth bar. And I, and I, uh, first had it as my commercial kitchen, just brewing broth. And then we turned it into, uh, the restaurant that we have now. And we're adding bits to it as we can. We first started where it was just selling broth. And I had a store with just my broth and a few of few local foods and items from friends of mine from the farmer's market. I was, you know, buying the wholesale and selling it. And it's uh, then we started adding food and we have more vendors now. It's kind of an indoor farmer's market and a breakfast lunch spot. And we're just going to keep adding stuff as we can because I'm still raising all my kids (laughs) and doing this as I can. It is the cutest place. So fun fact. When I, my first guest on Around the Campfire, um, this was pre Ann. she lives in Tulsa and I had followed you on Instagram and I'm in Oklahoma City. So, I mean, Tulsa's a hop, skip and a jump, you know, from Oklahoma City. But I was like, hey, after we record this podcast, I want to go to Bone Broth Bar. I've been following this girl on Instagram. <laughs> and so we went after we recorded episode number one and it, it was so good. It's so good. I love well, the Well, thank you. I love to be able to pick up. Don't you, do you have raw milk there? We don't have raw milk there. We do have swan dairy milk, which is lightly pasteurized and not homogenized. Right. Okay. And I picked up the last time I was there. I've, I've been a couple of times. Last time I was there, I picked up your bone broth pops. Like yes. the frozen, they're like, um, you know, the full of chemical ice pops that we give our kids. <laughs> Yeah, they look like a flavor ice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, but they're made of bone broth. They are so good. That's one of my yes. favorite, favorite Thank things. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I'm just a huge fan of the concept. Now, are you the only, are you the only one who has a bone broth restaurant? Here, yes. I think there are some broth focused soup places on the coast um, or on both coasts, probably some kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, and then maybe up in Portland, definitely the only one in the Midwest. Yeah, that, that I know. It's so brilliant. I really hope it catches on. I live in South Carolina. I would love to be able to go and like have an amazing cup of bone broth, take some home so I could have it multiple times a day. I'm pretty jealous of those people in the Tulsa area. <laughs> Thanks. Fly on over and come see. Me. That's right. Next time you come see me, and we're we're gonna there head go, on to Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> so the future looks pretty bright for Bone Broth Bar, I would say. Well, thank you. It's been it's been a huge blessing, and I'm I just am always blown away with the response from the community, and and I'm just I think that people just love that they come in and everything is local as mm-hmm. much as we do, and that it's uh, wholesome and healthy and uh, tastes good. 
It actually tastes. It tastes really good. In fact, so I I make my own bone broth now, but yours tastes way better than mine. And so I've got to figure out, I got to figure out what all you're putting in there. I mean, I'm throwing in a lot of stuff, but I I have to say the other day, bone broth broth making is not for the faint of heart. When you're talking to your friends who don't make bone broth, the chastisement I got the other night when that what around the dinner table when I told some friends, oh, I make bone broth, I'll make it for you. They they were rolling, rolling that I made my own bone broth, but I'm proud they of it. They won't be for long, friend. It's the new thing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But so, the truth is, if you can't make it, go grab you some Ellie, which I love that we can get Ellie made here in Oklahoma City at the Conscious yes. Community Co-op. I have done that a couple of times before yes, I started my I own. Love that. So pretty awesome. I modeled my store a lot after what they're doing down there because I've been a vendor there for uh, four years now. And so, mm. yeah, it, what, what they're doing there is pretty great. Love so I it. love it. Okay. So Ali, tell everybody where they can connect with you because everyone is going to want to connect with you yes. on what? Instagram and Facebook or tell us how to connect with you in all the places, but we'll also link to those in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, I have my Allie Made Food account. It's A-L-I-M-A-D-E-F-O-O-D. And that's more of me sharing health tips and uh, what I've learned and recipes and fun things. And then the Bone Broth Bar has an Instagram also, and it's B-O-N-B-R-O-T-H-B-A-R. Um, and the same thing on Facebook. So I have an alley made food on Facebook sell, spelled the same way and a bone broth bar on Facebook spelled the same way. And then I also have websites for each of those. <laughs> spell this way, alleymadefood.com and then bonebrothbar.com. Allie, I have an idea for your next venture. Hopefully, maybe it could be shipping. <laughs> Allie made that, bone broth. <laughs> so we, we do ship. Um, I partner with another company that ships my broth. And they're fantastic. They are, it's called Rep Provisions and it's R-E-P and then the word provisions, like P-R-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S. You got it. You got it. Okay. It's linked on my, from my person, from my Allie Made Food website. I have a link to them. They ship my broth nationwide. Allie, you have made me so happy. Are Are you going to try it? Yeah, I really am. And the cool thing about Rep is they also have their regeneratively farmed meats and things too, that you can do bundles and all their meats and all their good stuff. And, and they have, they're uh, beyond organic, like beyond just grass fed, grass finished, like really people who are like-minded in uh, stewarding the earth and restoring it to beauty and ecosystems that work together. It's, it's wonderful. Like it's, it's Mm. very aligned with how I feel like I'm helping farmers steward their animals by using parts that would otherwise just get thrown away to make something beautiful. And I, I love, I love getting to do that. And, uh, it also nourishes our bodies. Like it's, it's just so wonderful. I'm very it's cool. Our- redemptive story, right. For the it's animal, a- for the earth, totally. for our bodies. It's beautiful. I love yep. it. Like sign for this or something to be good stewards of the earth. And it right? works well for too, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Ali, it, I have learned so much and I still feel like I know a lot because I've dug into this subject, but we've learned a ton from you today. And I oh, really, thanks. really appreciate you coming on and we will link to all of the places and everybody grab you some Ali made bone broth. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, well, Ali. I appreciate you ladies for having me on. Thanks for joining us around the campfire. 
We hope you learned something about our guest and maybe even about yourself. If you enjoyed our conversation and want to make sure you don't miss our next campfire chat, please hit the subscribe button. Or even better, we'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire. Thanks so much. Until next time.